It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Everybody, Darren Garman here with this week's podcast, and we're going to talk about the media and some things to really keep in mind, especially if you are A, an investor, especially if you're an investor. And it doesn't really matter what investments you're in, by the way. Uh, but uh, number two, especially if you are a real estate investor. Okay? Especially if you're a real estate investor, too. So whether you're an investor in just whatever, um, whether you're a real estate investor, I mean, there's a couple of things I really, really want to talk about today that are huge, that are just, I think, of huge importance, especially right now when it comes to uh, those folks who are watching me on YouTube. They can see I've got my flip chart, my little, uh, uh, my white uh, flip chart out here. I've got media, media. And let me just, let me just go back a month. A month would you hear a COVID-19 update on the radio four times an hour? A month ago, would you have COVID-19 information and updates flash across your computer screen, your phone, uh, especially when you went to, let's say, social media sites or sites like um, YouTube? or uh, you know, video site. I mean, just, did you have that? Did you have every website you went to for business, did you have a COVID-19 update there? No. And I could go on and on. Of course the answer is no, I get it. But my point is that even though it is very obvious that that wasn't the case four weeks ago, now the media is working overtime to basically make sure you believe that this is the worst thing that can happen and you should be scared to death. That's what's going on. Every most most, every shred of reporting, whether it is in, regarding investments, whether it's regarding real estate, whether it's regarding number of cases in this place or that place, uh, whether it's about a nursing home or a care center that's having problems, every story is embellished in a big, big way to make sure you understand and you continue to, and this is the important word now, repetitively, repetitively hear, see, and know just how bad this virus is. Okay? And that's despite the number of people that have passed away hasn't even been close, close to the numbers they thought they would have. Now, by the way, as a side note, 
I'm not discounting those folks that have suffered and that have passed away, or if maybe someone's been affected, or maybe even you. Don't get me wrong, I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying, no matter if you're affected by this in some way, or if you're not, you can't get away from it. And so, you need to make sure that you give yourself a media cleanse. Okay, a media cleanse, all right? So what I mean by media cleanse is, I'm just going to tell you what I do. This is my media cleanse, all right? I don't read the newspapers anymore. I might look at the Wall Street Journal, a couple of sections related to real estate, but I'm not looking at my local paper. No way. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not reading any publication or anything that has COVID-19 on it. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not watching any, any um, content that has anything to do with it. I'm not watching any updates that have anything to do with it. I'm not listening to the radio, either if I'm traveling in my vehicle or if I'm at home or if I'm in the bathroom. Listen, I'm not listening to any of that because you can't get away from it. So, for example, locally here in Cedar Rapids, my, uh, my wife likes to listen to country music. So it's tuned to a country music station. And it's throughout the house. So we've got these little volume knobs in about every room. If you want to turn up the radio, it's on that station. You can listen to country music. Well, half of the hour is music. The other half is COVID-19 updates. And the updates are... As of today, here's how many people have died, here's how many people have been infected, here's how many people have been released, every four freaking times an hour. I just can't listen to it anymore. And so, what starts happening when you fall into this, by the way, is now you start spewing and reporting this to other people. This is your conversation. So how many times have you caught yourself so far, over the last four weeks, talking about bad news to somebody. Friend, relative, texting, FaceTiming, uh, Zoom meeting, you know, whatever. How many times have you, because of the repetitive, repetitive, repetitive bullshit that we continue to be exposed of by the media and COVID-19? Now, I don't want you to misunderstand something, and it's this. Do I think you should be aware of what's going on? Definitely. Do I think you should know what the situation is, especially around maybe where you live? Of course I do. Do I think you need to be informed? No damn doubt about it. But there is a line, ladies and gentlemen, that has been crossed between being informed and reporting to absolute, utter embellishment in every conceivable arena we can think of. So it's just like this. It's like the reporters and the journalists and their you know, editors and managers, they basically sit around a table and they basically say, what kind of scary shit can we report on today? What do you think? What scary shit do you got today, Frank? Martha, you got some good scary shit we can talk about today? And... What do you think comes out of that? Scary shit comes out of that. That's what happens. 
Oh, Darren, you're just in denial. Come on. This is annoying. You're just denying what's going on. You're just trying to sugarcoat it. Bullshit, I'm not. I want you to be aware, but this has gone way, 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 way too far. Because now what you're seeing, and it's been going on for a while, especially in the world of investing, real estate ownership, and actually in other parts. So let me just talk about a couple of things that aren't related to investing. There have been reports of, for example, recently Jacksonville, Florida, uh, they started to let people kind of get out a little bit more and, you know, out, out, you know, there wasn't as big of a lockdown. So there's a reporter reporting this, and the camera and photos are of a beach that's packed with thousands of people. <clears throat> so you think, because that's what's being shown as part of this report, that now that Jacksonville's kind of um, <clears throat> alleviated some of their lockdown procedures, people are getting out, holy shit, look at this, this has gone way too far, it's going to turn into another pandemic, because you see just thousands of people on the beach. It wasn't even true. It was a picture that was used prior to the pandemic happening. Okay? Um, am I saying all journalists are like this? No. Uh, am I saying all reporters are like this? No. But what I am saying is right now the line has been crossed between opinion and fact in a huge, huge way in every, every area the media reports on. And I'm not just talking about like the big TV networks, um, the big social media places, platforms. I'm not just talking about them. <clears throat> I mean, it's local. I mean, I see it here. I see it here. Uh, and it's like, I say to myself, are you freaking kidding me? Really? And it's on and on and on. So, am I a denier? No. But the line has been crossed, folks. It has. The line's been crossed here. So, I really recommend thinking about a media cleanse. And I'll tell you again kind of what I do. I've told you a couple things already, but I'll kind of tell you what I do. Um, but let me talk about two or three other places where this is so evident it's not even funny. And I only really see it and know it and understand it, and it really resonates like, you know, like being hit in the head with a baseball bat to me just because I'm in this world every damn day. And it has to do with multifamily investment, multifamily apartment ownership, okay? So, prior to April 1st, the media is putting out there this, um, this storyline. Here it is. 40 to 50% of tenants will not pay their landlords in April. Or 40 to 50% of tenants say they may not pay rent for April. Now, here's like two quick sidebars to that. Number one, how do you freaking know? Did you go to a four-unit building and talk to four of the tenants and two of them said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pay rent, now that's your 50%. Is that what you did? Because how do you really know nationwide that that's going to be the freaking case? You don't know. You don't. Okay? Um, and there'll be sources quoted, surveys done. Yeah, right. 
So then, once it gets to April 1st, and we're past April 1st, here's the, here's the storyline. Over 30% of residents have not paid rent in April. Again, this is nationwide, supposedly. Question number one, how in the F do you know? How do you know? You don't know. But evidently, somebody does. Again, information that's opinion being reported as fact. Right? Uh, when at the end of the day, what's really happened, we are 90% plus. We're over 90% collected for April. And I think we'll be over 90% collected in May. But the media doesn't think so. How do I know? Because I know. How does the media know they don't? And by the way, I talk to, spend time with a lot of folks like me. And most all of us are in that above 90 to just below 90% range in terms of rents paid for April. But if you listen to the media, and again, it's not just the big TV networks, not just the big so it's a lot of experts that are out there that now you know are pontificating about all the shit they think is going to happen, which I'm going to make a prediction of this podcast right now that's totally opposite of what everybody's saying. Um, I'm going to go big with it later. But they're all pontificating stuff, um, whether it's office buildings or apartment buildings or whatever, and, and all this stuff's going to happen. You know, there's people getting out podcasts and information saying things like um, uh, investment real estate values are going to go down 20%, 30%. Values of these properties are going to go down 40%, 50%. Here's my question. How in the F do you know? You don't know. You don't. I understand you can make predictions. I make predictions all the time. But to be reporting these opinions, the media... As fact, that's where I have a big freaking problem. And it's repetitively, repetitively, repetitively thrown at you, shown to you, so you listen to it all the time. So, media cleanse. Number one, I just ignore the shit out of most everything. I live in a freaking tunnel. That's, you have to. Otherwise, you can't go a day without hearing 25 different tales of bad news. Okay? Which, again, most of it is embellished. And I'm not going to get into conspiracy theory stuff. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into, you know, they're actually reporting every death as a COVID-19 death, even though they may have had um, a car accident and maybe had symptoms whether they were maybe had cancer and maybe had... I won't get into any of that because that's a whole other story for another time. Right? But I ignore tunnel freaking vision. Um, the worst thing you can do is sit in a chair with your iPad or phone and scroll through this shit all day long. It will mentally drain you. It will now change your thinking to a place where you don't want to be and you will start making decisions as someone that is now in a panicked state. Even though it might not feel like it, mentally that's what's going on. So I do tunnel vision. I ignore most everything. 
I don't listen to the damn radio anymore. I don't listen to it at all. I like the radio. I don't listen to it. Okay? Listen to my books on CD. My books, not on CD, but my MP3 books. You know, listen to Audible. I've got some CDs. I still got a CD player in the vehicles. I'll play some CDs if I'm traveling. What I read, I read books that have nothing to do with any of this. I don't watch any TV, any videos reporting any of this. The closest thing I get is I will open up the Wall Street Journal every day and take a quick look at the headlines and the main points of business that day, but that's it. I do not read any of their crap where they're jumping into the pond and, again, using opinion as fact on a bunch of stuff there, too. I won't do it. Um, I, I understand. I hear you. Oh, you're daring. You're just denying. and You're not facing the facts, and you got to be realistic, and... You, 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 you may have a little bit of a point there, but if you don't have this kind of a cleanse, the repetition is going to put you in a mental state where you will not be making smart decisions, your attitude will not be good, your immune system will be compromised because you're fearful and worried all the time that something's going to happen. Uh, it's just not a good place to be. And once the dust settles and this is over, it will take you longer to bounce back to where you may have been prior to this happening. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, um, <clears throat> my prediction is this. Number one, before I go into the prediction, remember, Think about a media cleanse, at least for a few days. Stay informed, understand what's going on, but the exposure, check your exposure to this, number one. Number two, talk about multifamily values for a second. Let's talk about that. And if you're watching me on YouTube, you notice I've got an arrow pointing down for multifamily values, because why? Freaking media. What are they saying? Experts, journalists, reporters. Oh, multifamily. Every property now is 30% under what it used to be. Every property now is 30 to 40% less than what it was two months ago. How do you know? How do you know? You don't. Now, does it make sense from an investment standpoint? to be positioning yourself, for example, to be looking for maybe some discounts in real estate coming up and maybe some better deals coming up? Of course it does. But to now join the bandwagon with all of these supposed experts and say that, for example, multifamily values are going to go down in a big way, you have no information or you've got nothing to support that. Nothing. So, my prediction is multifamily values will go up. That's my prediction. And I'm going to get laughed at. I'm going to have people send me emails telling me I'm crazy. I'm going to have people telling me I'm irresponsible. I don't give a shit. It's going up. Here's what I think is going to happen. And again, I'm in this every day. I think we will see a dip in values. 
mainly because people are afraid to make a decision. Right? So sometimes, so right now there's probably buyers that have pulled out of deals because they don't really know what's going to happen. Okay? There's probably sellers that will probably lower some of their prices a little bit to get their property sold because right now from a timing standpoint, they had to get their property sold. So maybe they had it sold for $5 million <clears throat> two months ago, but now the buyer is all skittish and maybe says, well, maybe now I'll buy it, it's got to be $4 million. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe those kinds of things will happen over the coming months. The other thing that will happen over the coming months is there will be management and there will be owners that are dysfunctional and irresponsible. Okay, They won't do a good job of communicating with the residents. They won't do a good job of managing their apartments. And they will have issues collecting rent. There will be those people. So we will see a dip in values. But they are going to come back bigger and better than what we've ever seen. Why? One word, demand. Demand. So, do you think after this pandemic is over, there'll be a longer line of tenants waiting to rent or a shorter line? Freaking longer. Longer. And once those tenants line up to rent the apartments, there's going to be more of them. What's going to happen? Occupancies? Collections? I mean, you're not going to pay. I got another, I got to line out my door. You're not going to pay rent. Bring the next person in. Um, values will go up because then the investor demand will then kick in and that's where they're going to want to go. Because now it has been proven that multifamily, even though it's going to take a short-term dip, can survive this kind of economic problem. And how many investors want to own something like that? Right? So, most experts journalists, reporters, are going to say multifamily values are going to be going down 30 to 40 percent. Bullshit. We're going to see a dip, but they are going to, they being the values, will spring back substantially. Okay, let me tell you what we're doing. I'm lining up cash. Cash, cash, cash. Millions of dollars in cash I'm lining up. Why? To buy more of this stuff. A, we are going to look at some that may come on the market at a discount, where the management was dysfunctional, where they weren't doing a good job of communicating with the residents, where they weren't able to handle the process of having people pay their rent, pay on time, and get that done from a management standpoint. We will look and target those properties. No problem. No, I mean, no question about it. We're going to add wood to our fire here. What does the media say we should do? Retreat, run away, values are going to go down. That's bullshit. They're not. They're not. They'll take a dip, but they will come back in a big, big way. That's my prediction. Okay, 
Send me emails. Tell me how irresponsible I am and how dumb I am. Um, how I've maybe, you know, drank too much coffee today or maybe not gotten enough sleep or whatever. You do that. Uh, and I understand if you do. But that's what's going to happen, folks. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. No matter what the experts say, no matter what the media says, no matter what you're being told. So two more things I'm going to close this week's podcast. Number one, a mentor of mine told me years ago, and he's really right about this, is you never really want to be doing what everybody else is doing. You want to be going in the opposite direction of everybody else. So when the crowd and everybody's going one way, you want to be going the other way. Okay? And he mainly meant that in a financial way. With your financial dealings, your investing, your focus. Okay? And if you think about it, he's right about that. You pretty much see what everybody else is doing i.e. reporting how bad the shit's going to be, and you do the opposite. So that's number one. Now, I'm not basing my opinion solely on that, but that is part of it. That's number one. Number two, the media cleanse. If you do nothing else, just in the back of your mind, if you can't stay away from your TV, your phone, your iPad, um, just think to yourself, is what I'm reading really the case? Is what I'm seeing here, does it really make sense? Is this really, really what's going on? Just question some things a little bit. Okay, just question some things a little bit. And don't believe everything you read or hear. Don't. You'll make a mistake if you do. Again, affects you mentally, make decisions that probably aren't that great. Um, not a good place to be and not a good idea. So, thank you for joining me on this week's podcast where I talked about media, what's going on right now, what it has to do with you, what it has to do with your investing, and where I see things going in the future. Would love to hear your comments, suggestions questions, you can either comment underneath my video, or no matter how you're listening to me, you can feel free to send me an email and let me know. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Have a great day, have a great week or weekend, whenever you listen to me. Talk to you later. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.